You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Devil's Advocates Rebuilding Hell podcast brought to you by the generous folks over at the Hockey Podcast Network. They are some charming fucks over there. We have another exciting, informative, and, well, rant-filled podcast coming your way. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoy. And we're back, folks. It's uh, Bayou Benders here, otherwise known as Corey, uh, alongside Shane. Let's get into some Devils talk. Shane, how are we doing today? I'm doing great, as always. It's been uh, it's been a good week. Uh, unfortunately, we ended last uh, our last episode a little bit early. Yeah, man, great things happened right right as we right as we ended it. <laughs> Literally within five minutes of our our episode finished recording uh blake coleman was traded to tampa for vancouver's first round pick uh the the condition still applies so if vancouver to miss the playoffs it would become a 2021 pick uh and nolan foot who who is a, a colonial rocket player i'm pretty sure he's the captain for the team yes he is the captain so, and yes he's the son of adam foot the the big bruiser that colorado colorado had for a while yep uh big foot uh but yeah he's doing pretty well over there in uh Kelowna right now uh 22 game 27 games played sorry about that he's got 15 goals 18 assists uh 49 penalty minutes so he's not afraid to fucking stand up for his team um but, you know, some of that I'm sure is just uh, missteps. So I, I guess that is something that we can work on with him. But uh, really great to think that he's going to be playing alongside uh, uh, Hughes and uh, Heischer, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I went to um, – so as, as you may have realized for the listeners, I am based in Ottawa. I've lived in Ottawa my entire life. Lucky man. So I've had a – first-hand look at Kevin Ball, uh, Graham Clark, and uh, Holscher for the 67s. And Ball is going to be a wrecking crew. Uh, The game I saw against the London Knights, he literally ran over 
two London players within five seconds of each other. He's just going to be a wrecking ball. Uh, but Graham Clark, who unfortunately has been hurt since like game nine of the season and he's supposed to come back, this is a trade where the top line, probably not next year, but within the next two, three years, will be Foot, Hughes, Clark. That will be our top line for the Devils. They Foot and Clark are big body, big bruising forwards that will complement the ability of Hughes for making plays. They'll open up the ice. It'll basically be the closest compare will be kind of like Kunitz with Crosby when Kunitz just opened up so much room for Crosby. So he that foot trade, like getting foot, even though he may look as more of a raw prospect, he'll be in the NHL in like two years. Right. Um, and I think the last time we talked, Kevin Ball was injured. Uh, do we have an update on that? Oh, he's back. Awesome. He's back and playing. That's good to know. Uh, according to this uh, uh, Tankathon, which is something everybody should use, uh, Shane brought this to my attention, and now it's uh, it's one of my favorite things to check uh, about once a week. Um, with that Vancouver pick, uh, Vancouver's looking like they're going to make the playoffs, but if they don't, it moves to a 2021 pick. But right now, if it stays as is, we're looking at uh, the number 20 pick according to Tankathon. So as of now, folks, we have the number fourth pick overall, the 11th thanks to uh, Arizona, and then the 20th thanks to Vancouver. So, I mean, you know, this this draft for New Jersey is going to be so big. Uh, we have a chance to really pick up some great, you know, prospects. And uh, the future is looking really bright, you know. And just in just two moves, um, you can really feel like we're taking our time to do the right thing now. Yeah, 100%. The fact that they've admitted, maybe not publicly, which they probably should, it'd probably be beneficial for the team to be like, hey, this is the plan. Um, you know, this is what we're going to do, this, that, and the other. But, you know, at least it looks like they've internally admitted to themselves that, hey, we need to rebuild we need to restock. This is the time to do it. It's a good thing. I would, uh, I think, as a fan base, seeing the trades, the fact that you're able to get a first for Coleman is ridiculously good. That's what happens when a guy's on a 1.8 uh, contract next season for a cap strap team like Tampa. So, it's going to be interesting. I think Paul Mary's the next one to go. I think by Monday, New Jersey could have three or four uh, picks in the first round and probably a couple of second round picks. Yeah, I think it would really, it'd really be nice to bank in. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, like, we'll take as many first rounds as we can. Uh, but I would like to see a, a, another one in the second round. And, and then, truthfully, after that, like, I'm, I'll never say that there's – you can really stop getting picks, but uh, I'd like to see some really good prospects coming away. I think that Nolan foot was such a great ad for us. And, and I'm sure there's, there's, there's other prospects out there that, that if teams want to uh, 
you know, make like a, an offer for us as far as like maybe a pick and, and a prospect or, or a lower player and a prospect or a pick, you know, either or. I, I like that it's not just a one-for-one one trade right now. We're getting really good uh, like returns for our players. And it seems like this is the year to really send off uh, forwards that aren't, uh, aren't the top end forwards and they're getting a lot back for them. But one thing uh, that we we did know, we did note when we first started it was that we ended it just a tad early. Uh, we left you guys saying that it was tied up uh, in the game against Columbus. Well, sure enough, uh, I'm sure Shane did as well. I stopped. I didn't even edit yet. I started instantly jumping back onto this game and watching it. And what an insane um, last you know last couple of minutes in that period were, were something else. Uh, even overtime was really good. And uh, we ended up winning in the shootout. So, you know, fuck. I mean, <laughs> what what a what a turn of events uh, to come back. And I mean, we looked really good in this game. And you know, despite as soon as this game ended, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, we kind of understood that we were going into a rebuild. But what a what a great way to end end the night with uh, with two big moves two big returns, and then a great win on a team that's just absolutely fucking running with it right now. Yeah, and then they get shut out the next night. Yeah, I got, you know, we could have saved that a little longer. We could, we could have kept the, the morale up. Well, but no yes, the next to, game. <laughs> to lie. They all know it. Yeah, we, yeah, um, we won. We didn't need a we went in and got shut out. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's against St. Louis. We could yeah. be in a situation like Montreal where they've dropped four games to Detroit and they're sitting like 10 points back of a playoff spot right now. Yeah, thanks, bud. And they lost – like that's eight points right there because they've lost all of those games in regulation. Yeah. So you could be worse for us. At least we got <laughs> shut out by – St. Louis, who was two, two six, and two at the at the time. Uh, but <laughs> like <laughs> – Defending sub like this defending Stanley Cup champs. Oh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like getting shut out by them because it's better than being shut out by Detroit. Yeah, and 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 at that, you know, uh, just uh, Jesper Bratt was also scratched in that game. And then for, for St. Louis, you know, uh, nobody really big was scratched for them. But, but you know, this is this is a New Jersey team that, that literally said goodbye to Coleman and then, you know, your head of household, uh, Green, and then have someone who, who's been, you know, as of the last two two games, maybe three games, uh, and, and Jesper Pratt, uh, you know, losing him was, was surely didn't help, you know. But, shit, I can at least say that the Devils – had 57% on the face-offs against the Blues. This is the first time we've been over the 50 mark, and I could easily say a solid seven games. Yeah, and honestly, the idea that uh, if you win the face-off, you have a better chance at winning the game, very true. Very, very true. And that needs to keep up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, it, it was the first uh, – was it the first reappearance of, um, of no Nico Heischer also played in Columbus? Uh, sorry about that, folks. But uh, with Nico Heischer back, I mean, look 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 at the difference. Like we've we've talked about it the the past couple of episodes of how low our faceoff percentage ha- has been as of late, uh, and Nico Heischer being a big part of that 
he comes back, and we're up. We're we're almost at sixty percent on the Blues, who is uh, they're no you know they're no shy person of of great uh, faceoff percentages, considering they have someone like Ryan O'Reilly taking the faceoff. You know. Yeah, I mean, definitely think that he sure will be our number one, like true number one center. He's just, he has all the tools to do it. And I think that's the thing is he has all the tools to be a legitimate number one center. And I'm interested to see what happens with him in this draft. Right, like what we can what what we could put around him. Yeah. Cause realistically, if um let's say for whatever reason, somehow, some way, if we like New Jersey wins the the draft lottery. And God, that would be amazing. <laughs> we draft Alexis Lafreniere. Lafreniere. You know, he will be perfect for either Heesher or uh, Hughes. I see him better with Heesher, but I wouldn't be surprised if he plays with Hughes because they're going to force Hughes to be the number one center, even though he shouldn't be. But having a guy, having Lafreniere and Foot as your top two left wingers heading into next year's training camp is a very good thing to have. Right. Yeah, no, a hundred percent agree. Like, um, there's there's just a lot to be excited for, um, you know. And like like you said earlier, that yes, uh, they should come out and make a statement uh, and address the you know the fans and the public as to what's going on. But we we can all kind of have an idea. We all kind of get the picture. But it is good because there there aren't the smartest people. Uh, you know, some people just aren't going to take it the right way, and they're gonna they're gonna still wonder why we're we're you know we're trading these these people and it's it's we're making a move for the better for for the future uh we're not winning this we can we can easily chalk it up to saying hey uh if you want to fucking win we're in a rebuild uh we will definitely you know we can move you somewhere where you think you can you have a better chance and we'll get something good in return for you we saw that with coleman um and now what you're saying with call palmary that's another big name i mean if we got coleman if we got Nolan Foot for Coleman and what was it a um a conditional first conditional first so I mean what can we get with Kyle Palmer yeah granted he is a, he's he's older uh but yeah, not so it's a longer uh, bigger cap hit yeah true uh, but, but I mean there's people only, out there yeah. with, that would want Kyle Palmer because Kyle Palmer has been our basically our leading goal scorer uh despite you know uh, a lackluster team and, and a, a not so offensive team he's kind of been the backbones with Coleman so there's always going to be some type of want for a player like that that can that can still excel on a team that isn't offensively driven yeah and I mean we're in a position where we can eat salary too oh absolutely with the Scandella trade where if uh, you're willing to eat salary you can get a good return. <laughs> right. And then uh, on TSN's trade bait, they actually have Sammy Vatanen as the second most looked at player right now. Um, and oh, that's, yeah. That's easily. pretty big for us too. You know, he's a uh, unrestricted free agent. He's 28 years old. And he's got a 4.9 million cap hit. But, I mean, yeah, somebody 
can really benefit from a, a right defenseman right now who's who's still got a little bit of time left, you know, on his in his playing he, career. He'll probably get a uh, second round pick, probably something close to the Brendan Dillon. Yes. Uh, value of a, a second and a third. I would be very surprised if we got the um, Alec Martinez two second rounds. I mean, I'd be, I would love it, but I would be very surprised if that was the return just because Martinez has a. He has two cup rings, right? He's, he's so a, that, two cups and a, and, a, and a. He could be a possible leader in a locker room, you know. Oh, he can hundred percent be a leader in the locker room, but those two cups definitely uh, they play in a huge a huge factor. Absolutely. Uh, we actually we brought that up with with Michael. Um, I was just featured with my cousin on Michael's podcast, which is the uh, the host of the Clean Skate podcast, which is the, uh, our Dallas uh, affiliate down here. But uh, those two rings say a lot. Those two rings get you a lot more as well. Um, oh yeah, you know. But Sammy Vanton and it, it you know, uh, I don't, I don't believe he has a fucking ring. I, I haven't really I followed so. him. But, um, but man, if he's up there like that, he's 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 a highly capable uh, defenseman, and with the right team, could really make people's head turn. You know, seeing something that they they did not see here, but. Uh, with a fully developed team that that has you know a, a great fit for him, you know things change for everybody. Oh yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to a team and just slays it. But I again, I wouldn't if I'm you know for from the Devils fans listening, I wouldn't be expecting you know a uh, a huge like oh he's gonna get a first round pick. It's very unlikely that happens. I think I think we got our last first round. In my opinion, we got our last first round pick, and I think that was awesome that we got it for Andy. Uh, excuse me, Adam Green. Um, I just don't see us getting another one right now. But uh, you mean I for think, Coleman? Oh, for Coleman. Sorry, uh, Green got a second, which is still yeah, he, a lot better a than I thought he was going to get. Absolutely. Uh, I just, I just, I don't see us getting uh, such a high pick like that with him. But at the same time, like, what we get back is, is still going to be beneficial to us. I can see us easily getting a, a second. And like you said, maybe like the Brendan Dillon situation, a, a second and a third, that'd be great for us. You know? I can definitely see a second and a third, especially if, like, I can also see the only way I see two, two seconds is if we eat his cap right. for this, like half of his cap for this year. Okay. Uh, the only way I see it. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Scan, I'm sorry. Scandella got a second and a fourth, or a conditional fourth, I believe, for or a conditional pick as well for eating. Like uh, Montreal, fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent of two his, million his, yeah. of his four million dollar cap hit. So yeah, we got a decent amount of money in the bank right now, and it wouldn't be too much to take one you know one year of of, of roughly 2.5 to 3 million dollars to to move Banton in uh and and get a good return for him oh yeah it's uh it'd be a great way to to bring in draft capita is by getting 
more like eating cap will always bring in a more of a a return for players. Absolutely. Because it it gives you an incentive like, hey, you really want him. It might be a a little a little bit of out of pocket and maybe something you're a little bit uncomfortable with that. You know what? A team that actually has a little bit extra money. It's not a problem for us. You know, this deal works for us and we don't we can easily take a hit and take a little bit of that money right now, you know, because oh, we can, we, can we will benefit more in this with, with a prospect or some, some new picks, you know, because I don't think we're really going to be making uh, moves like some other, some other guys like Pittsburgh picking up uh, Zucker for, for uh, Galchenyuk. I think we're going to get a lot of uh, futures and, well, uh, and that, draft picks. That was still a great deal. Oh, absolutely. Great teams. deal. And, and now look at Zucker, you know, uh, I believe last night he played. He played alongside Sidney Crosby. Oh so. yeah, he is Sidney Crosby's uh, new winger because he's got, so. he's got he's got three games in. He's already got three goals. Yeah. So, so. I mean, I just picked him up in fantasy. Like, it, it, it's such a good move for him. Uh, and I'm sure Galchenyuk, like like we said previously, it might be a great place for him. He'll he he can finally. Find a spot where it's a team that's that's not going to try to move them around. They don't have as many all stars, so you're not. You, you might finally see Galchenyuk playing uh, a left wing or or a fucking center or, or whatever he is, and we won't see a sporadic movement around like we did his whole career so far. He might actually get to play one position and excel at it finally. You know. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with Galchenyuk because. Like, I like Galchenyuk. I would love to see him in, like, honestly, I think he'd be great in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, I, to be fair. I think he'd fit in well as a third line, you know, power play guy. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I would be okay with seeing him in, in New Jersey. But I can understand why people are a little bit hesitant because of his history. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, uh, his history—it's it, it, so full of you know injury and and just mis mistakes and and I find that a lot of his mistakes aren't necessarily his. It's just mistakes and and poor on ice management making him you know a, a winger instead of a center or a center instead of a winger. Um, Terry was the worst thing to happen to that guy. Absolutely, because you come straight out, you know, your third pick overall. You come into a come into the league onto a team that's actually playing some decent fucking hockey and then Michelle Terrian blows a fucking cigarette smoke in your face, tells you to get out the fucking room. And then guess what? Now you don't know, are you a true centerman or are you a true winger? You know, they're throwing you all around. They, they fucked with his mind. Uh, I think with the right team, he plays a great game and we'll see. We'll finally see what Alex Galchenyuk uh, can bring to the game. He's, he's not, I don't see him having a, a, a nail Yakupov fucking situation i think he's got a great shot at being still a a phenomenal addition to any team if they utilize them the right way yeah i don't know i uh (laughs) see i'm very torn on it because yak again i liked yakupov i did as well but he was just this is why i had no issue with teams skipping over zadina because Zadina was a is a was a pure goal scorer heading into his draft year. 
Um, and Yakupov was a pure goal scorer. And he should have been sent back to Sarnia. He should have never been put a sit- – like, mm-hmm. imagine if Yakupov turned into what – excuse me, into what he was supposed to be beside McDavid. Right. Like, that would be a killer Gretzky – like, you – Gretzky, Drysdale, or uh, McDavid, Drysdale, and Yakupov as a line, as just your a top line, or as a power play unit with Nugent Hopkins mm. and Clefbaum, or Ner- like he could have been. He could have been that extra piece so that, that started what's what their success that's going on right now. He could have easily had that jump started, you know, seasons if he, ago if he was treated and dealt with properly, he would still be in Edmonton right now. Yeah, and I, I truthfully think, like you're saying, like I don't think it was smart to rush him in. He should have definitely stayed back and got the proper conditioning and brought in the right fucking way. Instead, Edmonton was on this fucking rampage of we're getting all these first-round draft picks first overall, and we're, we're, we're fucking sloppy out there. Yeah, well – that is uh that's their problem <laughs> that, that's edmonton's way for the last little while um not gonna continue talking about that but <laughs> yeah it, it's happened yeah um and then for devils fans you know there, there is a chance to win come uh actually when you guys hear this it will be thursday so so this evening uh against the sharks the sharks are uh, one team who is full, filled with talent and just can't get it fucking right as of late. Uh, it, it's real fucking depressing. Um, I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't have have uh, couldn't have happened to a better franchise. <laughs> Jesus, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it's like we got hockey trolls in here right now. Uh, <laughs> couldn't have happened to a better franchise. I am more than okay watching this team. Crash and burn. Jeez. Uh, they fucking deserve it. It's a true fall from grace. But right now, they, they are just so fucked when it comes to uh, to injuries and then losing, quite frankly, their best defenseman uh, as of late in, in fucking uh, Brendan Dillon. Uh, an emotional moment for him when, when some reporter asked him, uh, you know, how does it feel that this could have been, you know, this could have been your last game. And – you know, I felt bad. You know, he started crying. You know, evidently meant. You know, it, this this team meant a lot to him. And then apparently, according to my fucking cousin, you know, as soon as, as soon as he found out he was going to uh, to Washington, you know, uh, I wouldn't say bad mouth the team, but you know, was kind of excited to be leaving. You know, uh, but who wouldn't be excited to leave after after having, you know, uh, Stanley Cup contenders and then and then hopefuls as of the last four seasons. And then have a shit season like this, like you can, if this isn't the downfall and they, they come back next year, then, then that's a shocker. You know, this could legitimately be the beginning of, of a, a rebuild for San Jose, or maybe not just a rebuild into the future, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, he's going to a cup contender. Oh, a, easily. Like, you know, a legitimate cup contender, not like a, Columbus last year like they are them in Pittsburgh are the two cup contenders in in that in that metro division mm-hmm. so you're they're going to that team I I'd be excited I'd be super excited you get to go play with Ovechkin 
Backstrom, Carlson. There's no reason not to be excited. I don't care how much you love the team you were playing for. Yeah, I mean, dude, you can – I'd love to be, uh, you know, a fucking third-line third, third line fucking checking, checking defenseman at that point, you know, just a stay-at-home defenseman. I'm just eating up my chances of, of going from a team who, who's fallen from grace to a team who, who looks like they could get their second cup in, in fucking, uh, what, three, three years. years? Yeah. So, is it really that – like, and again – you know, I can understand his like he's played for two franchises. This is his third franchise. Played for Dallas and then went to San Jose. I can understand why he was upset when he was asked, but you couldn't have landed in, in like in a better spot, really. I'd much rather go to Washington over any of the other playoff teams in the East, outside maybe Tampa and Boston. I'd be okay with going, but overall, I would much prefer to go to – I would love to go to uh, fucking Washington over any of them. Yeah, this is a real big chance to, you know, to the, the, ultimate, the ultimate goal in, the, in this league is to get a cup, and he literally went to one of the best possible chances he can go. You know, Coleman, Coleman goes to Tampa, and that, that's a big thing for him. But, you know, Tampa has this problem of not uh, getting past the third fucking round, you know. Uh, yeah. and, and then shit, last year, fucking, you know, like, now everybody's going to watch them. And I feel like Tampa is almost the, the new Washington as of, you know, as of last season where, you know, it was like, oh, well, you know, Washington can do can do fine. They might get past the first round. But, you know, they're going to play Pittsburgh, and they're going to lose, you know. Uh you know, is T- Tampa Bay has that on their back, you know, and Ben Bishop dealt with the same thing with them. They make it to the final. Uh, they make it to. Did they make it to? The- yeah, they made it to the finals against Chicago, and then and then got beat. Was it against Chicago or versus? Uh, was it, it was- versus LA? I don't think uh, they've made it to the Cup recently. Yeah, no, it was Tampa Bay versus Chicago. Uh, Twenty. 20- oh, Chicago's 15? third Cup, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, because because Tampa Bay battled, uh, they beat out. Uh, I forgot their first round, but I, I want to say the second one, second round was Montreal, uh, and then they they beat out. Um, I want to say New York to go to the uh, to go to the cup against fifteen, yeah, against Chicago. Yeah, and they, and they and were they getting lost beat up six. Yep, I think that was Cooper's like second year. I know, yeah, I think that was Cooper's second year. Yeah, so I, I think I think I think Tampa has has, has a well put together team, but I think uh, you know superstition uh, it, it can it can deal with with certain players, and I just think in the league that's something that people are looking back are, are looking at. Tampa Bay had their chance 2015, and ever since then they have been trying to get back to it and haven't really found any luck getting past the first fucking round. Again, I wonder how much of that actually like a a mental because mm-hmm. if you I think that's the thing is you know LA in 2012 where they were able to beat out you know they were the eighth seed and they went all the way and won the cup if you are a team no matter where you are in the standings if you're playing a, a team and their goalie is hot at the right time you're going to have troubles winning a game. I don't care how good you are. Oh, yeah. 
you're the goalie, no matter who who you are, is going to win and decide that series. Absolutely. Like, and I think that's what happened last year was Bobrovsky stole them that series. Oh, uh, last – I want to say it was his last seven games, he had like five shutouts. You know, last ten games he had five shutouts, something like that. Because yeah, he, I, I, he, he just he just went off. And you had you had offensive talent. You had a great you had a great first second defense. Line. The the defense was great, and then you had uh, you know Bobrovsky really just turned the Jets on and and just became a, a wall. And I mean, I give I give Columbus as much credit as they can because they lost everything and are still capable of being just as strong with players that wouldn't be considered all stars. You know? Yeah, and I mean. I also give uh, Pittsburgh credit because they didn't – or uh, Columbus credit because we've seen strong goaltending efforts go to waste in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Price, Anderson yeah, in twice. Toronto. There's definitely been a lot of them where they've gone to waste. And you're like, if there was a better offense on this team, what would have happened? And I, I credit Columbus for not doing – not being part of that team because they did exactly what they had to do to win a playoff series. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, man, I, I could pop Columbus's tires uh, all day. Uh, but, I mean, back back to our next game. Uh, so you got Logan Couture out, despite uh, you know the big the big news right now in uh, San Jose, other than Brendan Brendan Dillon leaving, is Logan Couture is close to returning. But uh, lucky for us, we will not be seeing that. But you got Tom, Thomas Hurdle, Tomas, sorry, Tomas Hurdle's out. Uh, he's on injury reserve. Uh, you got Dalton Prout, he's out, and then you got Eric Carlson out uh, for the rest of the season with a thumb injury, um, broken thumb, broken thumb. I mean, I, I'm sure this is sweet music for you, you know. <laughs> um, and then it's just like, you know, as being as being a, a, a Sharks fan, it's so frustrating to, to you know, you saw it last year. Like, yes, Eric Carlson is is still a, a very good defenseman, um, but the problem is is that he's so injury prone that you know you can look you can look on Hockey Reference or or whatever one you want to use. He doesn't play full seasons anymore. Every year he's playing less and less games, and it tends to be the same type of injury. But, I mean, the amount of money they shelled out to keep Eric Carlson around. Granted, if this is Eric Carlson with Ottawa on their run into the third round, which I was totally fucking rooting for. Like, I I wanted to see Ottawa fucking get their chance to do it, you know, to to finally fucking break the mold. Ottawa – if Ottawa goes to the cup that year, they win it because Nashville's not strong enough. Not at all. And, and and the way that Ottawa was playing, it was such a great defensive game. It's almost like what you see with Barry Trotz's Islanders right now, just playing like uh, we'll send it out into your zone and good luck getting it back through our fucking line. Like they were playing. But great I will hockey. admit, we also were playing. Again, it's that situation with LA where Ottawa was playing above their talent level yes it was it was just a great like that team couldn't have caught fire at a better time 
you know, and but but for Eric Carlson now with the Sharks, I mean, just a foolish decision to spend so much money on on a defenseman who's deteriorating to to keep. Like that is a slap in the face of a fucking Brent Burns and anybody else. Considering you know we lost Pavelski because of money, we lost uh, well, Jonas Donskoy because of money. They you lost Donskoy because of money. You lost Pavelski because of term. It's the same reason okay. you lost Marlow because of term, because Marlow won. Marlow and Pavelski wanted that third year. Yeah, that's Wilson right. Wilson didn't want to give them that third year, so they're like, "All right, I'll go somewhere else that's willing to give me that third year." Yeah, what. You're right. Uh, uh, my mistake on that. But it, but but that's so fucking silly. You know, Eric Carlson's not fucking a 23-year-old, you know, hotshot that's having a fucking phenomenal season. This is a, a deteriorating, amazing defenseman. Well, to be fair, like, it's not like his injuries are – were, you know, bad injuries or whatever. They Like, his thumb injury, he could honestly be back – mid-March. Yeah. It's, but there's no point in rushing him back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, they, cause there's, 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 not there's nothing the they could, they can't turn it around. It's too late. Uh, and yeah, you know, maybe I'm being a little too critical, but it's just coming from, from a guy who, who actually likes this fucking team. Oh, I know? like San Jose. I've liked San Jose since like the Nabokov days. Nice. But at the same time, when you hang on to guys like Thornton, and Marlo, mm-hmm. who've been able to win you jack shit, is realistically that's where they lost Donskoy. And... Is that two that two million to to Thornton, and then uh, I believe it's it's almost the same for Marlo. Yeah, yeah, like that. That's where you lost Donskoy and um, Pavelski and whatnot. Is you decided that Thorlo, uh, Thornton mostly was more important than Donskoy. Yeah, which was silly. Uh, I, same thing with the Chris Tierney. I, I didn't think that Chris Tierney was it was a smart move. Yeah, I like Tierney in Ottawa. That was a good trade. Yeah, um, it's it's a great for it's a great trade for you. Yeah, Absolutely, that's all that matters because he he's great offensively. And guess what? When it comes to he's the shootout, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, he was he was better in San Jose. He just he, had. Well, anyway, he was he's great. If you come to the very end and you're at the shootout or you're in overtime. He's one of those make or break guys. Yeah, I mean, I love Tierney. I think he's he's tied or at least like he's in the top three for shorthanded goals. He's a great third line center. That's that's what he is. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to talk so much sharks, but that is our next opponent, and they are very weak right now. It's great. Um, I love- and we're we're weak we're weak right now uh, because but we understand that that we're going through a re- rebuild process finally, you know with Heisha back there's no there's no die as far as can we can we beat a team that 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 is struggling this bad I think it was a little bit different when it comes to uh, St Louis because they're just struggling they're not losing people they still have people having breakout seasons like Petrangelo and David Perron who's having the best season of his fucking career. Third times um, the term for Perron in St. Louis. Dude, oh my God. <laughs> if there's that is that is the, the young journeyman. I know he's not that young, but like that guy has made so many moves to finally come back to St. Louis. You win a cup and then the next season you're playing like you're a fucking, you know, like it's your third or fourth year and you're finally, you know, understanding how to play at this type of level. Like he's just having a phenomenal season. Um but 
this is a different team. This is a fucking team who's sitting in the fucking in a stall wondering what they're going to have for lunch tomorrow. You know, St. Louis isn't in, they're they're just in a rut. This team is not. This team is in some some real shit. Uh, and we have we have the talent to do it. Uh, Paul Murray's still here as as of now. Um, I think I think we can easily take this win. Yeah, I mean, San Jose. Like, I'm not sure who's starting either. I don't know if it's Dell or if it's um, Martin. Martin yeah. Jones. I'm sorry. Eh, he's trash, anyways. Um, I, I mean. Sadly, it's like you would want Aaron Dell to play. I feel like Aaron Dell is, is the more reliable one at this point. Oh, 100% he is. 100%. And I think that's the scary part is that um, he is the best option. Yeah, so so Aaron Dell played the previous game. Uh, I want to say that was on Monday against Florida. So there's a great chance that we'll see uh, – Martin Jones in that, which which is a a great a, a big thing for us, you know. Um, and then I guess in some other news, you know, we we previously talked about it with hockey trolls about uh, trolls trying to pawn off uh, Braden Holpe to us, and uh, we kind of laughed at that because we're not willing to pay for for that type of fucking. I wouldn't even call it deterioration. Just he's not not the goalie for us. We're not going to pay that type of money for that, uh, and then put Blackwood, uh, you know, on the back burner. But we did say that there was a chance that he could go to the the San Jose, and I, I thought that was a great uh, that would be a great spot for him. But according to what what we saw in in my last take, excuse me, people, um, that Braden Holtby is saying that he does not he he does not have any want to leave Washington, and Washington re- really doesn't see them wanting to to you know trade him off or or you know let him go. Now, I everybody, also want to be surprised if he takes less money. Yeah, to stick around. They, they're having a great run. Why, why not? You know, uh, ride, ride the ship, you know, ride the boat. But, I mean, everyone's got their price, you know. They, someone could come up with a great pit, you know, with a, with, a great, with a great trade offer, and he's gone, you know. Oh, but 100%. he doesn't want to leave, meaning that, you know, when someone says that, you're going to take, take less money, you know. Granted, some people won't, but if he's going to say that, despite knowing that uh, Samsonov is really outplaying him uh, this season, and Grubauer was playing out outplaying him, you know, the previous season, uh, two seasons ago, you know, it's understandable that this guy might be considering taking a pay cut. It's going to help the team, team friendly deal. Everyone's happy, you know. He gets another chance at a cup. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing is that uh, it's basically he gets a chance at the cup. He gets to stay where he wants to stay. I mean, there is the worry of expansion, right? Yeah. Where he he could get picked up by uh, Seattle, which honestly he could make work with the with the team. Yeah, and, maybe keeping them around to to move them there. Yeah, because I mean that would make the most sense. Okay, at least in my mind, that makes the most sense. Where you get you get the most for him out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely saving some some key some key players to that team. You know, uh, and then if you if you see that in the mix, then 
then fans can at least be relieved for, for Washington uh, that they're looking at Samsonov being their, their, their front runner for their, you know, their next solid starter, you know? hundred percent. Samsonov should be their starter coming into next season, even if Bobrovsky isn't there. Oh, hope, or, yeah. Uh, hope, yeah, I mean. but yeah, no, absolutely right. Uh, it, it's, he, it's basically Flurry Murray going on, you know, despite not having the cup, you know, uh, you're, you're seeing that transition already taking effect. Now that's awesome. You know, Braden Holpe like doesn't get as much play time, but maybe less play time. He comes out and it, it it's more beneficial for him. You know, maybe his body's deteriorating just, just enough to where a little bit more break, we get the most out of him that way. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because I like Hopi. I think Hopi can still play at an elite level. Absolutely. But would he be better off as a tandem? Probably. Yeah. It, it, it could definitely lengthen his career. You know, keep him around a lot longer. Keep him on a, a, a highly competitive team a lot longer as well. Oh, 100%. You know, it, it, it takes it takes the, the heat off of him. You know, there's there's a better chance of him sticking around if they move more to that 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 goalie tandem. Like imagine, you know, now I wouldn't say like Elvis Merslikas is like, you know, I look at him like Jordan Bennington at this point. It's like, yeah, he's playing phenomenal right now. What happens when you get a full eighty two games out of him? We see what's going on with Jordan Bennington, you know, Tom saying, you know, our superhero is now human, you know. Because things are going to happen like that. There's going to be rough patches. But to have a solid a solid tandem, you know, Holpe, Samsonov, and then you got Merslikas and, let's say, uh, Corpusalo. I know he just got sent down, but imagine, you know, those two healthy at the same time. That is so beneficial for not just the team, but those two in general. It keeps them around. They'll probably make a, a good chunk of change, and they get a chance, a really good chance at a cup contender. Wasn't Corpusello sent down for conditioning? Because he I'll, was on injury reserve, yeah. wasn't he? Yes. So he was sent down for a conditioning stint, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. Just uh, an update from the Dallas and Arizona game. Jamie Benton was given a major in a game misconduct for a hip uh, on, from behind on Oliver ekman Larson. Hmm. That's what we get for gloating about him uh, on the previous <laughs> yeah, podcast. <laughs> oh, Jamie. <laughs> At least oh. we know he's, he could still play physical, you know? Physical just, just too stupid. too much. <laughs> That's the, the big thing. Yeah, you definitely don't want your, 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 your golden child of this team. You know, you're, in our case, you're, you're fucking Kyle Palmieri out of the game. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's not ideal for anybody. No, especially a team that's two points out of the Central Division, uh, you know, top, top spot, um, and then moving up to fifth fifth in the league ov- ov- uh, overall. Yeah. So, so they got a, they got a game. he's most likely going to get suspended for it. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think he's done enough to where, you know, you could you could say it's like a repeat offender, especially like this season, but like they got to take that in, into consideration. You know? I don't I don't see that just I, I just saw it. You know I don't see that as just being a fine. It's no slap on the wrist that they're gonna easily uh, 
I mean, easy two game. Easily. Easily a two game. Uh, but, I mean, we know how inconsistent they are. I mean, you could be Evander Kane and, you know, well, uh, that, every, everything. I understood you... where, where he was coming from for it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that's uh... – that was a little bit ridiculous. It's not good for that team, and it's not good for a team that is so close to, to getting over that hump, uh, and, and being the, you know, the lead in, in the in the central division, and then being in the top five in the league. They they are a game in hand on on St. Louis, and this was a big game for them. And I'd hate to say that Jamie Ben could could definitely put them back a solid three games because of this, you know. But oh, it is what it easily. is. It is what it is. So, you know, he'll he'll just have to uh, reflect on his on his bad behavior, you know. But uh, man, uh, this has been a really good one. I think I think we'll uh, I think we'll start to wrap it up here. Yeah, uh, I so. yeah. Um, actually, real quick, because I didn't want to get back to it uh, earlier, <laughs> talking about the trades. So, okay. our last three trades uh, going back to December. Wow. So our first trade, the Hall trade, mm-hmm. was two months ago on on Sunday. Okay. December 16th, 2019. The Coleman and Andy Green trades were both February 16th. Literally two months apart. Two months apart, we decided that it is rebuilding season. <laughs> uh, but over so over our last three trades, the Hall to Arizona with Blake Spears, we got Nate Schnarr, Nick Merkley, Kevin Ball, a conditional 2020 uh, first-round pick, which is its top three uh, protected. Uh, it converts to a 2021. And the conditions for the 2021 pick uh, is it's a third round irregularly. Uh, it becomes a second round if Arizona wins the Stanley wins a playoff round in the Stanley Cup playoffs, or Taylor Hall resigns in Arizona. And if it becomes a first round pick in 2021, if uh, the Coyotes win a playoff round and Taylor Hall resigns, ne- if neither condition are met, it's still a third round pick. So. This is big. I mean, we that's, should be that's cheering. Awesome. Yeah, because we should be cheering Arizona on. Absolutely. Because we could end up, and then the Blake Coleman to Tampa for the 2021st and Nolan Foot. The 2021st or the 20, yeah, the first round pick is Vancouver's. It's uh, the condition is that if they miss the playoffs this season, it transfers to a 2021, and then the 2021 second round pick. Uh, and Dave Quenville from the Islanders for Andy Green. So, by the looks of it, let's say Arizona makes the playoffs and they win the first round. We get we have now two 20, uh, 21. 21 picks. And then if he resigns in, in the summer. We get the first round. We get a first round. So, we'll have one. We'll have both of Arizona's first round picks. That for this so season and next, if he resigns and they win a playoff series, I think he resigns. And I think, I think, despite the uh, you know the health issues with with the goalies, I think they have a, a good shot. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, they they could be put up against. Uh, you know, it, it will 
you know, when we get closer to the end, uh, I'd love to I'd love to bring that back up and and possibly look at who who they could be playing uh, when we get it. yeah if they make it. Um, but if they do make it, I, I can see them pulling um, a Columbus. A Columbus. Maybe not maybe not a sweep, but I can see them see them uh, beating a team. I think they got the offense. Their defense is looking good, and if their goalies are if their goalies are healthy, they have a great shot. And and I think Taylor Hall's doing great over there. Uh, I think that he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna resign. I, I just think that that things are just I think working he's gonna well hit for him. The market. You think so? And just kind of stay around and see, see play it a little and bit, and then stay. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not sure if that would. Like, there's no timetable. So I think if he resigned even after July 1st, it still it still retains for us. Yes. Yeah, I'm I, pretty I, sure. I don't see why it wouldn't, because he's still signing with us. Like, even even if he is just checking the market, you know? Yeah. Like I'm, so I'm pretty open. sure that he, we would still get a second, because if he doesn't make the playoffs and whatnot. So, it, it's going to be interesting. We're going to be on Hall Watch for, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, with, with the rebuilding uh, New Jersey Devils, as, as the end of the season approaches, you know uh, – Keep your eyes on Arizona, you know, uh, because the better they do, the, the better we we end up. You know, we're, we're looking great already off the bat in this draft class, uh, in this, you know, in this draft coming up. But, but you know, the following year, we're looking like we're going to be uh, pretty stacked once again. You yeah, know? most likely. So, man, uh, great episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. Yeah, man. Uh, let's plug it away. Uh, as always, you can find me, uh, Bayou Benders, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Just type in uh, Bayou Benders. And uh, Shane, Shane, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me at FrozenBiscuit92 or Shane underscore Ryan97. Awesome. Uh, you know, we like to close out kind of similar as always. I think we have a good shot on San Jose, followed by uh, we do have to play Washington on Saturday. But uh, I think we have a good shot at at least one of these games. And uh, I'm sure Shane uh, can find a reason for us to win in at least one of them. Or who knows, Shane Shane can be either or at this point. Uh, (laughs) But uh, you guys have a great night. Uh, Have a great weekend. And uh, go Devils. Yeah, go Devils. We'll probably beat San Jose. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) There it is.